Toho and Subaraya join forces once more for a brand new kaiju creation. But will their infant monster score points with its intended childlike audience? Or will this film fall flat in the, the obscurity in the annals of Daikaiju drama's history? We feed the beast this week and reveal all that and more in this Kaiju versus history. Daigoro versus Goliath. Welcome back to Kaiju vs. History. This is your buffoonish comic relief inventor, Miles. And joining me is somehow even more buffoonish comic relief carpenter, Patrick. Patrick, how ha, ta, ta, ta. are you doing? Hey, where it's it's nothing but comic relief characters in this movie. Oh, it's like the three stages. Yes. <laughs> well, no, I, I literally in my notes when I was when I was watching this movie, I called someone generic brand John Candy. <laughs> yeah yeah or or shimp he might be a good shimp if we're going with that analogy yeah i just talking, love john candy so i'm going that way <laughs> talking about 1972's daigoro versus goliath this slot i think would have been filled by a new godzilla movie but godzilla versus gigan came out in the spring break Toho champion series of March of 72. So the December slot for a kind of kaiju film is this family friendly romp miles Daigoro versus Goliath. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And prior to doing this podcast, I had never heard this movie. I think I might've seen the poster just scrubbing through like Subaraya history because they had so few non Ultraman or animated projects. It was so weird to see this. You know, look at the poster. This that poster poster. does look pretty familiar. And it's so I probably my eyeballs have come across at some point and promptly ignored everything about it. (laughs) Um, And unfortunately for me, I could not lean on my best judgment because we're here this week talking about this film so before we jump into it patrick tell us what's in a title well of course this is a versus title and you would think with with that kind of payoff that it would perhaps elicit a ton of other titles but this movie never got a theatrical u.s release and as such didn't get that translation and bump around the world so there's like no other fun titles for this this film from from could, elsewhere it, it got could that be indicative of the quality of the movie <laughs> I, I don't think it's necessarily but there's a lot maybe that doesn't translate well in this this hmm. film but yeah hmm. making up i mean how many like brand new kaiju have there been in the entirety of the the Showa era? That I mean, this is certainly outside. the first time we've seen one a brand new kaiju get their own movie in, in uh, recent Toho memory, and a versus movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, other than War of the Gargantuans, have we seen another Toho versus movie that yeah, isn't Godzilla? Kaiju. Yeah, no. That's that's what I was going to point out. Is 
war of the gargantuas is the the only one that stands out and that really only got i think international play because it was a co-production with american international productions people people apparently love that frankenstein (laughs) yeah well yes that i guess that is the other one is frankenstein conquers the world had a little bit of versus action in it with a, a new kaiju but yeah this one is is great in a lot of ways i think historically it 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 is going to teach us a lot miles but also this is one of the first movies that i think really plays around with some of the tropes that have already been established in kaiju cinema in the last 20 30 years what have you but also you know pokes fun at it. it's like almost a our first toe dip into parody <laughs> as well but, i mean uh, it certainly feels like parody and to me not not in a great way the this uh, is certainly not big man japan <laughs> <laughs> yeah the the literal japanese title translates out to great monster battle daigoro versus goliath of course and another translation of that comes out to the monster's desperate battle with the the versus subtitle there the the japanese names for the monsters daigoro did not have any translation but the the japanese version of goliath was a goriasu and yeah anglicized i guess came very close to the biblical story of david versus goliath he got a smaller protagonist monster fighting a, a bigger stronger looking foe but maybe well, it's yeah, just i mean one's a literal toddler <laughs> yeah maybe this is kind of coincidental though but we we've already had this story happen before but yeah the the main plot as you mentioned is that we follow the titular daigoro monster who's an orphaned child of a pretty insane looking Godzilla-esque female kaiju. And we see in a flashback JDF forces doing what they've never been able to do in another movie, which is use missiles to, to kill a kaiju. And they, yeah, that, that whole bit was, so here's the thing about the, the flashback season, which we see mommy, mm-hmm. the, the, the fire breathing scene is pretty cool. Yeah, I actually, some... I thought that was a better a, a better fire breathing scene than they've ever done in the Gamera series. So I'll, I'll give them that. There was some good good it's, effects it's a, it's a, in that a, little flashback. It's a weird exposition scene given like thirty minutes into the movie. And yes, yeah, we we do meet Daigoro before this ever happens, and it's like okay, yeah, this they're, isn't they're like oh we see this and then, and then we meet Daigoro. Then this this happens like a good chunk into the film, and we're still not quite like we understand that she was going on a rampage. I guess. For some mm-hmm. reason. Well, and it, it turns out she was kind of protecting the child, you know? Yeah. Um, they, and they, it, they didn't know still, that. There's still some, uh, I don't know. I feel like there was a comedy of errors that we missed to, <laughs> to get to this point. Yeah. No, um, the whole movie <laughs> it feels like. Yeah. It's, know, it's a flashback to a movie we never got. Yeah. This feels like a sequel almost. And yeah, J- the Japanese government feels bad. So they decide to kind of adopt and raise <laughs> Daigoro and they f- <laughs> until, un, un, until budget cuts. It's like, oh, yeah, you can't eat because <laughs> oh, we, yeah. we're just cutting your budget. Yeah, well, it it takes a lot uh, to feed this gigantic beast. So, yeah, they, they fail to potty train him, fail to do anything with him except just shovel food into his mouth. And he gets also to vaguely teach him some sort of sign language. <laughs> yeah. And. 
yeah, so they turn him into a charity case and all the kids in Japan go around and, and raise money like he's, you know, the March for Dimes or whatever. <laughs> and there's a <laughs> there's a great scene in the movie where they harangue the president. Is this mm-hmm. supposed to be the president of Japan, but like kids come running like he's he's donating money. Get him. Very fun. And of course, the main conflict of the film comes when seemingly out of nowhere, a giant evil kaiju the titular Goliath emerges from the sea and just completely trounces the baby Daigoro and moves moves on, like leaves them for dead. And they have to train up Daigoro to now, you know, rematch fight versus, you know, Rocky versus uh, <laughs> Apollo or or what have you. They have to get him in shape. They start feeding him. And give him some some fighting moves to take on this evil electric horned Goliath monster. I I think on paper, I mean, me just reading this story, that's great. They, I will be the first to admit here, Miles, do not nail the execution of uh, oh of that story because there's not also even a little bit. I haven't mentioned half of the subplots with our our zany characters. <laughs> so uh, Saito well, and, and another. I, Goro. I do agree with you that the Goliath suit concept is cool. Oh, wait, wait the suit? Are we talking about the, the designs now? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, th- I thought you mentioned the design for that you love Goliath. Not yet. No, it's in it's in my notes here if we want to chat about them. Oh, no, you, you talk about that you love the mother. I oh, think yeah. the mother looks she, pretty cool. <laughs> She's wild. She's got those like crazy witch hair. Yeah, she but, looks nothing like her her kids. So I'm well, I, it, I'm kind of curious what dad looks like. It, there's elements of she looks a little like Goliath because she's got kind of like a pig nose. But yeah, she doesn't have like the same facial features as yeah, kind Di- of like this Daigoro. weird like abominable snowman look to her. Yeah, Daigoro. Some people have described it as like a hippo kaiju. Yeah, no, it, uh, Daigoro looks like, you know, it would go on to like be and meet the feebles. And so Mama looks pretty cool. Like her her whole sequence is actually not bad. The destruction scenes in that sequence are also not bad. I talked last week about how a lot of this, the scenery can tend to look stock and just kind of ready made. And, and that's still true here. But some of the stuff just happens to just be used to better effect in her rampage. It's one of the, mm-hmm. I think one of the better scenes in the movie and everything else around it is, is, is it's wild. Cause I'm like, I, I would watch this movie <laughs> and could you use that to be a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because I think, yeah, Daigoro looks like a Muppet, but He's- like, He's the worst part of this movie. <laughs> yeah, that suit is is pretty rough. And I can understand. It's trash. Kind of, Let's just call it what it is. That suit is trash. I can understand where they're coming from. They're trying to make it less monster like and more. I think they are trying to make it more Muppet like for kids. So you got. Yeah, it's bad miles. I've written in my notes. It's bad miles. It's the opposite of good. The accordion appendages. You've got a, a Homer Simpson like jowls. The expression's terrible. Nothing really works here, but supposedly some parts of it are used, reused parts from an Ultraman villain, Red King. I don't think that's true. Maybe for the mother it's true, but yes, she, the suit was modeled by veteran Ultraman designer Ryusaku Takayama, and 
it that there's a a concept in Japanese culture often called uh, busukara or kimo kawaii, which is you know translated as ugly cute. We've you've probably seen you know like mm-hmm. capsule machines with with weird ugly little monsters in them before. This doesn't really come about until like the late 80s or early 90s. So this is way ahead of its time. Maybe that's what they're going for to try to make Daigoro ugly, <laughs> but not even well, any, they of succeeded. The, any of the pre-production sketches uh, that I saw. I, I also really find out. the character. I mean, like I this almost feels like an abandoned like Manila movie. You know, it it. Might have worked better if this was a baby Godzilla. I was thinking about I honestly, that. like I feel like if Manila was there, I may not be so hard on it because one, there is a noted history of humans trying to help Manila out at, or at least getting along with or befriending Manila or baby mm-hmm. Godzilla in the future. That's a, that's something that sticks in the Kaiju franchise is the baby typically sides with the humans heck even in the 70s Hanna-Barbera Godzilla cartoon Godzuki is the mm-hmm. human's buddy that might have made this more effective because so here we have a creature that we don't that we're recently introduced to who is honestly charmless <laughs> well maybe for no for charmless. most of the for kids I think they might enjoy him but yeah not not for me not quite for me but you know what you mentioned we've already seen this movie we've already seen this confrontation in a godzilla movie we already saw it in all monsters attack because yeah that did have manila or minya going up against a electricity horned like unicorn horned mm-hmm. bluish monster like they <laughs> I-, I will say miles i like daigora m- more than minya <laughs> I like the uh, I mean, suit I, more. I, I mean, we, we've we've gone at great length about how that minia suit is not good. That but that is yeah, I mean, hundred percent valid. It's not a a huge increase in in credibility, but I like these suits at least design wise more than the old monsters attack ones. But speaking of old monsters attack, one of the notable cast inclusions in this film is uh, Dominori Yazaki, who was Taro in this film, but was the latchkey kid Ichiro in old monsters. Uh, attack so i don't know if you you caught that but there's a connection to that (laughs) i i might have caught that if i cared but like most (laughs) of the other toho productions there's no mainstay godzilla actors or other toho veterans that come over here yeah most most of the actors are ultraman television actors that are that are in this film but i I, i'm into just because i'm i'm into them getting more work i'm really love Ultraman and it's cool seeing Superai try to do like Superai productions try to do something else mm-hmm. um but i think for me the problem is all of that magic that makes the, the associated with the Superai name i think is absent in this film i I, I disagree i think the technical aspects are not terrible in this movie outside of that main suit uh, outside some... of the uh, the title character's suit yeah, yeah well, <laughs> we spend say, the most screen time with there are so many elements and tricks i think that i mean ultraman's only had like three seasons at this point that they bring over and blow up to a larger scale to work on the big screen that i think kids at the time would have loved 
I was enjoying some of these these visual tricks of the camera, a lot of great force perspective, which we'll talk about, and even you know some of the destruction in those flashbacks was just great kaiju action. The fights are okay. We we do get some, you know, They're kind not of good wrestling <laughs> fights. Good. It, it is not Harun Nakajima level in any way, shape, or form, but I, I don't know if it's. It's as bad as uh, perhaps some people believe this. It's it's not maybe not as bad as what the Mighty Gorgo or whatever we watched. Yeah. Tetsuo uh, Yamamura was Daigoro in this and uh, Hisashi Kato was was Goliath. And I think part of the problem with the suits is they look pretty big and heavy. I don't think they had a lot they don't of move right. Yeah. Well, especially th- Goliath. Look, I also a bit think too they're heavy their suit actors may not be quite as experienced and that mm-hmm. contributes to them no- looking even worse because if the suits are already kind of wonky and the actors don't know what they're doing, it can, it can lead to some mixed results. One thing I did appreciate is there are a couple of common writer references and including someone mm, going Henshin, yeah. which yeah. is, is pretty great. And there's, there's some I, fun I like cultural the, the, stuff for sure. Yeah, There's, there's some film. fun references in this movie. Yeah, they, um, like I said, they know who they're playing to. The, uh, one thing they took too far and one of my major problems with this is we have like three main adult characters that are all the comic relief. <laughs> yeah, Our, I mean, the, I, uh, I Uncle don't Hiroshi. Know, or, uh, I don't know who's supposed to be the main character in this movie. And none of them are really like the one guy who wants to take care of Daigoro is like at least conceptually the most we got the zookeeper Saito and we have yeah Saito's probably the most relatable but then you've got the inventor who wants to do good things but then you also have the one guy who's like I'm your friend I'm your friend but he's not and he he gave some serious bulk energy from from Power Rangers bulk and skull uh the the character he he certainly has a vibe for sure or even like He's not as bad, obviously, as the guys in the Mothra film, because he clearly wants to some degree to do okay. But he's also very much a snake oil salesman in a lot of ways. Like there's a really imbalance of character archetypes at play here that I the seesawing just like threw me for a loop. And I was like, I who 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 do I care about in this movie? Yeah, we don't spend a lot of time with any single main character. I did want to compare this movie a little bit to, besides All Monsters Attack, one of your favorite kaiju flicks in Gamera the Brave. You know, we've got a, a scrappy, you hold younger, your tongue, sir. Scrappy younger kaiju who has to grow and and oh. and learn more fine techniques to take no. on. No, a first of all, how kaiju, dare a bully you? Kaiju, <laughs> how dare you? What's so funny? I think there is more DNA with All Monsters Attack, but yeah, you this one. Are, did you have a favorite scene, Miles? No, <laughs> I had so many. I, I enjoyed this uh, obviously um, a great deal, but I, I I think Goliath's initial intro is objectively hilarious. He just um, beats the the <laughs> snot out of Daigoro. Yeah, okay. I laughed pretty heartily at that. I I like. Goliath's conceptual design, I think there are so many scenes where he just looks like an action figure moving around some water. Mm. And I understand that that can sometimes be a feature of these movies, but sometimes it's much more pronounced and it was in this film. 
I, yeah, I mean, he looked, he had a cool design, but I, I, yeah, that, 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 that scene's probably what sticks out the most to me is that, or as previously mentioned, the, the mother uh, attacking the city is probably my, my favorite scene from this movie. If I had to put it um, into my head and my, pick one, my favorite comes right after that is when Daigoro is knocked the F out and Kumagoro, the, the carpenter goes to a full scale headset of Daigoro. Like they built the monster's head and to allow him to climb into it, I think. And yeah, you know, a lot of stuff didn't work, but this movie more than so many of the other kaiju flicks in the show errors, I felt really went for it. It feels like all the budget is right there on the screen. Maybe too much, like I said, too many plot points, but that scene is is great. There's there's also full size sets for Goliath's back and horn because the main characters kind of ride on and then get flipped up onto the 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 head of the the Goliath monster. And yeah, some there's some great sets in general. And I, I, so many of the Godzilla sets that are just like a little bit of mountains and forest. I don't feel the scale well for those, but. Maybe because these monsters are slightly shorter, they felt, and maybe just because Subarai is is better at making those kind of sets, felt like those were very real. I like the 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 graveyard, the the mini graveyard set that they 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 incorporate into their their fight at the end of the the movie. But mm-hmm. no, Miles. In actuality, the the best scene in the film is the epilogue where Wyatt <laughs> is strapped to a rocket. It's horn broke and burnt and all the kids are like, goodbye, never come back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that that's also objectively funny. <laughs> and this movie confirms Miles in its last scene. It's title card, the end scene. Kaiju poop. All kaiju crap. That kaiju dookie, Miles. That's that's now canon in all, all Toho movies because this one's attached to Godzilla as a Toho movie. Right. They have standard bodily functions. It, it was a joke early in the movie that they couldn't probably train Daigoro. And the last joke is they did. They figured out a way. It's it's funny you mentioned standards because I don't think this movie has any. <laughs> He's got a giant water closet toilet and he he flushes as well. <laughs> it's so dumb. I love it. That was actually also one of my least favorite parts is when they show the toilet that they built the, like, for him on the three beach. minute toilet scene. Yeah. Well, when they show that in the beginning, there's like a spider web showing that he doesn't use it. But scale wise, that spider web was like 10 feet tall. <laughs> and the spider that they showed in, uh, I think, would have been like three feet tall. You know, <laughs> it's like I, I, I think this movie's biggest mistake was making the adults the protagonists and not the yes. kids trying to save the Daikaiju. Yes, 100 percent. I agree with you that the fact that they had this great kid actor who we've seen yeah. lead an entire film in Tominori Yazaki and they didn't utilize him. He was just the inventor's nephew. Yeah, he's just there. Yeah. Like, yeah, Terrible. he's he's given some scenes but like gets to do absolutely nothing yes and which is which is why this is not rating anywhere near for me gamera films at the same time because they utilize those kid actors super well <laughs> uh, they, mm, for the most sometimes. part they, they give them stuff to do 
yeah, it's I been think, a couple of films since they've done that too. <laughs> well, well, if they gave, you know, the children like the actual main plot line and cut out like one or two of these adults for sure, this movie probably would have gotten higher marks from me. I uh, think they should have taken out the I hate I hate that I'm saying this, but the John Candy character, the the I guess Carpenter? the guy who like stopped drinking. Yeah, but Kumagoro. Yeah, yeah, he he's like the closest to the main character. I feel like yeah, and like he's also like he's such a weird addition to this movie. I feel like he's like you said, he is there for the comic relief. He's there for the kids. You know, he's he's a bumbling kind of. He he is he is certainly like oh hey let's throw in Jack Black into a movie. (laughs) Oh man, can you imagine? Can you imagine Jack Black in a kaiju movie? That'd be crazy. Yes, I can't. I mean, who would who would do such a thing in about thirty years? Yeah. 32 Peter Jackson's King Kong. Yeah, that was the joke, Miles. Oh, I, did, from, I, did, I thought you actually forgot about that. <laughs> from well, he is not Jack Black in that movie. No, no, you know, I, I would unfortunately love to see Jack Black. And I mean, the thing is, I we did like, we did get John Riley in Kong Skull Island. That was pretty close. Yes, <laughs> John C. Riley. <laughs> I love John C. Riley in that movie. I but here's the thing: is I love that guy's performance. I think he is good mm. in any other movie. Like, I just yeah. I don't think that character fits here. And I really mm-hmm. loved his performance. If he was doing something Jack Black like, like kind of a school of rock type of deal. I don't know why I'm staying on the Jack Black thing, but like, yeah, it, his, it, it was something like that where he was getting the kids stoked about saving the monster. Yeah. As opposed to getting into a 50 man brawl with a bunch of like weirdos. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with you. He does take up. Daigoro's cause at, at one point and serves yeah. off liquor and ties like something on a, a piece of cloth around his pinky and, and things like that. And then so like I, gets like a pint glass of sake at the end of the movie or something. Yeah, yeah. Once everything is resolved, that, that epilogue I actually do love. I think it's so much fun, is very ch- childlike. But yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And it's so funny. I didn't write these in my notes, but I had the same idea like, need more children, need less adults. And people, people agree. We've got some reviews from Letterbox from uh, Joaquim Anderson. Quote, this is the silliest kaiju movie I've ever seen. It makes Son of Godzilla seem like Citizen Kane. All right, calm down. <laughs> I, I don't know about, I don't know about Son of Godzilla, but yeah. <laughs> it's said by someone who's never seen Citizen Kane, but okay. And Mondo Cinema had a, a more severe quote. Uh, this makes Gamera look like a Serbian film. <laughs> That's that makes no sense. That's dark, but yeah, <laughs> they're just saying. That. Uh, said by someone who's probably never actually seen a Serbian film. Well, I, th- um, I think yeah, making Gamera look extremely violent, perhaps by comparison. And, yeah, yeah. Well, but again, I having seen enough of a Serbian film. That's. I mean, I don't know. I I hate little like. There are people that do comedic reviews very well. And then there are some people that do reviews like this. Where I'm just like rolling my eyes because I look letterbox is filled with some hilarious reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, none of them mine. I, I've tried my hand a couple of times and failed miserably. There are some great little pithy one liners. And yeah, this this does not make Gamma look like a Serbian film. This is <laughs> it's just a one liner. Miles. It's fine. Yeah, um, no, I'm, I just I actively dislike stuff like that. I do agree with the uh, rating, though. Right, right. Yeah, he gave him one and a half stars. Joaquin was three stars. I think that's a little harsh because that's a out of 10 rating. Obviously, though, there's next to no legacy for this 
film. I would dare say this is the biggest studio film that is the most forgotten, perhaps, in the entire Showa era. Right up there, perhaps, with <laughs> the the amazing Latitude Zero, but, you know. Not much of kaiju oh, tropes in that Zero was film. Amazing. Yeah, but I mean, the, the very forgotten films. Yeah. This one, extremely. Yeah, but see, that so. was a good movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, that one, I mean, it just draws from so many things. This one is just drawing from kaiju, which is so, so interesting. But obviously, Subaraya is at the heyday of the Ultraman series. And it's so crazy that this is the film project that they want to do outside of, you know, their Ultraman legacy that they're building at this point in their history and this is this Digoro versus Goliath is this crazy footnote in the studio's huge production of movies and TV shows and manga and and everything else let's get to the rating my whole time I've written like a paragraph here for my yeah, you go first buddy <laughs> I enjoyed this this is what I think of a, when I think of the show air which is like cheesy it's it's got the cheese it's good bad and it is out there for sure and it is the kind of film that when we started this project you know i didn't think i would enjoy i actually went into this thinking this was going to be a bit of a stinker so i wasn't super excited for this film but after watching it i was pleasantly surprised it does have a lot of heart definitely too much plot for its own good and it does end up feeling like it's in its own little fleshed out kaiju universe in one film, which is crazy. There are environmental and anti-nuclear sentiments in this movie, just kind of shoehorned in. And if this had had an MST3K episode, it would be absolutely perfect schlock for that. So for those reasons and more, it's it's high up there for me. Maybe <laughs> same reason Son of Godzilla got knocked down some points from for Minya. Uh, I gave this one an eight out of ten. Eight out of ten miles. <laughs> yeah. Well, what about you? Buckle up. No, I, I actually I, I do agree that if this had an MST3K episode, it would make for a perfect marriage. I think this would make a phenomenal episode with the right team. Honestly, probably the Mike era. Um, oh, yeah. I actively disliked this movie, if that hasn't made abundantly clear. I Nothing about this movie worked for me. And I like kids' movies. I like kids' mm-hmm. schlock. I, I have actively watched every single season of Power Rangers. I know, including the bad ones. So I know bad. And this one, I mean, everything about it that it tries to do for me just absolutely fails. And like even even it's kind of environmental messages, like you said, they were shoehorned in. Oh, they're, very, very shoehorned. They're they are their lip service. They are there because th- we have seen other movies do this. Exactly. And they're, they're here part is us of, doing this. There's part of the kaiju trope. So they added I, them in. I was constantly checking my watch. Uh, during this film, and this is not a long movie. This is 84 minutes long. So, like, <laughs> I, I go into some of these Showa era movies being like, oh, if, even if I don't like it, like, it's only 84 minutes long. And that, that, them's famous last words, fam, because this <laughs> yeah. thing felt longer than Avatar. Well, some of the 50s kaiju American films were like 70 minutes and they were still some of, super some of them long. were barely an hour and they felt forever. I, I yeah. agree. 
the, I, I just I wanted to like this because I love the I love the idea of what this movie is trying to do. Mm. I love that. It just absolutely fails for me, and I did not have a good time with that movie. And I'm, I'm sorry, but four out of ten for me. Boo. <laughs> for the technical, I I feel like I should give this more points because I was really harping on how Would much you? I I like some of those directorial technical aspects of it. The Sudimation's taken a, a, all the points away that I would be giving this. But yeah, yeah, it's rough. For for a lot of this, it does look like exactly what it is. A Subaraya TV production kind of blown up for the, the big screen. But yeah, the direction, the cinematography, and even writing, maybe not the 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 plots, you know, the the characters, human characters plots, but some of the the story elements I did enjoy a good deal. I one thing I, I love to see is on the screen when in these films, you can tell that the director or the creators or whoever's involved in it is really giving it their all. And even if you don't like <laughs> the, the these buffoon characters, they're giving it them all for their their child audience. And that is what this movie has. It has the heart, I think, behind the scenes. It doesn't feel like they're phoning in, you know, a, a film for for kids, which I enjoy. But yeah, that's the same reason why I think Noriaki Yuasa is really one of the unsung heroes of the Showa era with the Gamera films. Yeah, this it, it didn't feel like this film was going through the motions, which is what I expected it to be. You know, just pumping out the the kaiju product. And yeah, for the force perspective shots that this movie does so well. And the the giant sets versus the human size sets. I do think this is worth checking out for the technical aspects alone. <laughs> I've 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 written both seven out of ten and an eight out of ten for the technical aspects. I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go with the the eight out of ten. I'm gonna go high, higher miles. Yeah, as an All eight right, out so of ten for the technical. Those two points being deducted <sighs> mostly because of the suits. The suits are awful. I mean, oh boy, they bad. the mother's the mother's suit's probably the best looking, and even that is passable. I like honest. Goliath. I will. I like the design. I think the suit's awful. Yeah, I think the script is all over the place. It doesn't know what it wants to be. It's saying it's a kids movie, but it's also trying to do everything that a kaiju movie does, but not well. Mm. You have several actors who, honestly, they're just miswritten. Uh, they're not miscast. I agree that every actor who's doing what they're doing is doing it to the best of their ability. They're doing what they were asked to do. That is not their fault. And yeah, there are some cool shots, but honestly, it doesn't stop this movie from looking and feeling extremely cheap. And one thing I noted, and this is, again, kind of what vibes in with the personal preference, because I remember the beginning of the movie, I noted I got big Don Knotts vibes from some of these mm, characters. Yeah. But it reminds me a lot of the 60s and 70s Technicolor Adventures I'd see rerun on the classic Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. And I don't like those movies. I, I understand what you're saying. Like the 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 jokey scenes with the inventor that were like sped up where he's like running belong, uh, alongside yes, the cars and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. Oh, yeah. You can cut those from this movie completely and nothing is lost. But they're there for the kids, Miles. I And I understand that. But like, listen, I understand why you hate speaking them. I hate those as too. an earnest fan. 
you can yeah. do that and still be a good movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot, a lot of earnest vibes with the the main inventor, which should bring me Roshi. in, and it turns me off so bad. And like, <laughs> nothing would make me happier to see an Ernest versus Godzilla. Like, that sounds like the best movie in the world. <laughs> what's what's you know what I mean, your <laughs> what's your technical? <laughs> okay, so so like like I was saying, this reminds me of these these kind of Technicolor Disney or Disney Channel movies that I would see, like uh, your Doctor Doolittle's and your Around the World A Days. I've never cared for those. Mm. There there is a an inherent bias that I have for the kind of movie that this is. So because I, I want to preface that because my score is five out of ten. Ooh. Because uh, I I just I don't like the script. I hate the suits. The suits mm. like I know that we've established the suits are bad, but because the suits are bad, it really takes all the empathy away from Daigoro for me. And yeah. that is a character that I should be actively wanting to support. Well, and like even as ugly as Minya is, I still root for that little. I will I, say I forgot RPG podcast. So I was like, <laughs> that little son of a gun. I, I will say so and so. We we haven't talked about it too much, but it's not just the suit. It's also the suitimation, which isn't. It leaves a lot to be desired. You know when yeah we're going from a Godzilla film last week with Haruna Kajima giving it like his all. I I didn't get much of a performance in the way of of Daigo No, well. I and that's that's the thing is I didn't feel there was any performance in anyone. Like even yeah. as much as I like the mom doing the the attack scene, she's doing an attack scene. There's nothing really yeah. evocative about the performance that you get from other kaiju of suit actors. Everything just kind of feels there, and it just it didn't technically do anything for me. Uh, it, is, a- it is baseline passable because five is a passable score on our kaiju versus history scale. Like there is some there is some competent stuff done here. But yeah, five is in in technical flawed but worthy, and yeah. I, I can agree with you there. I <laughs> I was affected. It it was a memorable achievement for an eight out of ten in, in in technical for us. What about the evocative nature, Miles? Where does this sit in the Showa era as a piece of kaiju art for for you? The back of the line. <laughs> I I. I mean, like I said, like I said earlier, I had never heard of this movie before we started doing research for the show, and it didn't leave any impression. Like, yes, there are aspects of this movie that certainly mimics what the Showa era is supposed to represent and what prior kaiju movies do. But I don't think this movie itself, even as a kid's movie, leaves an impression to me. And so for its complete, you know, cultural absence and the lack of emotive like response I get from it giving it a four. Oh my goodness. Oh that's so so low. I, I mean I I'm not actively doing it dislike this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it much better. I I would I mean if someone's looking for a kid showa era movie, I'd be more likely to recommend this than maybe even all monsters attack. This at least give the Mothra <laughs> <laughs> you at least you see, get to see some Mother kid like got a get over some gangsters. Yeah. yeah, this. I'm sorry, you said you said four out of ten. I'm saying five out of ten for this. We, we've already talked about it. So you're you're not too far away from me on this one. No, I don't think it's great. It's high art in any way, shape, or form. I think it does very interesting things with the tropes of the the genre. I think that it does have heart and it doesn't feel like a cash grab. But for the most part. If this was on television, this would be a great television production 
as a film, this is not a great film <laughs> as far as as these go. I, I, I also, also want a handwritten apology for ever putting this movie in the same breath as Gammer the Brave. I think I think there's more DNA between them than than you're willing to to admit. But yeah, I, we already made the point that, you know, if they had more of a kid actor, less of the adults, this would be better. But and they had a good kid actor, too. That's what's so obnoxious about this movie. Like you have a great kid actor who we have seen on the big screen and you do nothing with it. Yeah. F this movie. I hate it so much. <laughs> it's it's not that bad, but your score is a 4.3. Mine is a 7, which means our podcast final for Daigoro versus Goliath is a 6. It's too high. It's it it's right there in the middle. It is No, it's too I, high. I should have scored it lower. <laughs> I couldn't have scored any higher to be, to be honest, a, a seven or what did I just say? I gave it? Yeah. I gave it a seven is, is probably a little too high, but like I said, my personal enjoyment really bucked that up, but that is, that is on the same level with all monsters attack. And yeah, I, I think they're both, they're both fine kids films. I will, um, I will watch all, all monsters attack any day of the week over the, movie oh right but yeah just just barely eking out that that six from us by the skin of its hippo monster teeth if you have ever seen this movie give us just tell us on twitter at kaiju versus history or tell us why you think it is going to make other kaiju movies look like excellent cinema by comparison on our letterbox or at kaiju versus history at gmail.com. Check out all of our reviews on, on letterboxd and our past episodes on kaiju versus history, wherever you get podcasts. If you haven't heard, we're going through every single kaiju movie that we have access to and talking about the, the history of them. That's going to do it. Miles, what is on the agenda for next week? All right. Well, thank you, Patrick and listeners. And we're going to catch you next time when we return to the Big G main series and a film that throws out all the rules and turns a child's creation into a full-fledged kaiju ally. That's right. Next time, tune in for History versus Godzilla versus Megalon. Wow, wow.